Well, hello to those of you who may be listening. I'm currently doing this on my drive home because I have no life and have just been driving around. Um, Also, this is my very first podcast and I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing, so I'm terribly sorry. And uh, I've been meaning to do this for for a while now. I I do believe my my draft of my first attempt at this was on uh, November 30th, and it's currently December 11th. So it's been a minute. Um, also, I don't understand how people do this all the time. Like people just you're gonna be hearing my seatbelt thing go off, by the way. Like, and I'm unapologetic about it. Um. I don't understand how people just have topics on the brain. Like, people just get on here and they're just like, today we're going to talk about relationships. No, relationships suck, so I don't want to talk about those right now. Or, we're going to talk about whatever. Okay, cool. My brain doesn't fucking work that way, so I haven't had... I've had like 97 topics that I've wanted to discuss, but I have a 97-track mind and we've discussed all of them in one. So, this one's kind of going to suck because this week I finally found my topic of discussion and if you read the bio, one of the things that I said I'd be talking about are my kids and the shit that they do and say. Um, And I thought the first time that I spoke about my kids would be something funny, you know, because they do do a lot of funny shit. Um, They say a lot of funny shit. Uh, but this one's not funny. This one's not funny. This one, uh, this one kind of sucks. Um, a little bit about me real quick. Um, I'm a single mom. I have two beautiful, perfect, funny, smart, just amazing little crotch goblins. Uh, my oldest is 11. And my youngest is five. Both of their birthdays are in January, so mommy is a broke bitch until February. So, outside of that, I work a lot. Um, I work for a distribution company, so um, I'm not even sure if I'm allowed to say which one. So, I just, I work for a distribution company. Um, My days are kind of long, but I have found some time. So, um... And you'll learn more about me and, you know, my family and my kids. The more I do these, the more comfortable I get. Uh, but for now, this is what you get. So, this uh, this podcast is going to be about my oldest daughter and uh, what she's currently going through. And maybe somebody who's listening either can relate themselves or knows somebody who can relate and maybe this will help, maybe it won't, I'm kind of hoping that it'll help me, like, I'm using this as my, I gotta talk to somebody, and I don't know who to talk to, so I'm gonna talk to my phone, and hopefully hit some people's ears, all right, my, my oldest daughter, uh, she is 11, and she is me, just smaller, um, she has not had a normal life, in her 11 years on this earth, um, that, that child has been through hell and back, uh, more times than any child should have to, uh, she has had to grow up at 11, uh, before 11, really, um, 
I keep saying um, and I don't, I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) So, she has not had a normal life. There, There have been some terrible things that have happened to her. There have been some terrible things that have happened to me. There have been some terrible things that have happened to us. We always come out on top. It's for a while before my five-year-old. It was always me and her against the world. Uh, now it looks like we're, we're back at that. Where it's just me and my daughters uh, against the world. Because the world really fucking sucks right now. So... Like I've said at least five times now, my daughter is 11. And I think that all of all of the things that she has been through, all of the things that have happened to her or that she has witnessed are all kind of starting to surface. Because at 11, you're able to process things more than you could when you were, say, 7. Like, you're still learning how to regulate your feelings, but now she's 11, and you can do that now. And I think it's all starting to surface, and it's starting to... It's, it's starting to, she, she is starting to show physical signs of depression. Um, I live with it every day. I also show the signs, but that just means I know what to look for and I've seen them. And I approached her and asked her, I may get emotional. So I'm a sad sack of shit. This is tough. Um. I approached her about two weeks ago and I asked her if there was something that she wanted to talk about. Now, I'm mom, okay? And as parents, like, we have to understand. I know it sucks. We have to understand that our kids are not going to tell us everything. Shit, I'm 29 and I still don't tell my mom everything. I mean, definitely don't tell her everything now. Like, I'm 29. I get into all other sorts of shenanigans. But even as a kid, like, you don't want... (laughs) You don't want your parents to be your outlet. You don't want to tell your parents that something's wrong. And as a kid, that's how you feel. But then when you grow up and you become a parent, you hope that that's not what your kids feel. Like you want them to tell you everything. You want to be able to make things better. You want to be there for them. But the reality is we can't always be there for them because we're not always the people that they're going to need when they're going through something like this. You know, they need their friends or they just need a completely non-biased outside set of ears to bend. And and that's okay. You know, that that's okay. So I asked my daughter if she wanted to talk to somebody. And by somebody, I meant a therapist. And I did specify that with her. I wasn't just, you know, do you want to talk to somebody? Like, we'll just go through the yellow pages and pick a name. You can talk to them. No, I, I specified that it would be a therapist. And this wouldn't be the first time that she has been in therapy, so she's familiar with the process. Uh, We'll touch on that later. But she said yes, which overwhelmed me with many, many emotions because... (sighs) With their generation... Like, their their generation sucks, first of all. Um, But with their generation, like, the suicide rates with these kids is unbelievable you know I've seen I've I've seen articles I've seen news clippings of of babies no more than 8 years old hanging themselves why what is that bad 
what is that bad that you think that that is the only way to make your pain stop? It's not. But they felt like they didn't have anybody to talk to. They didn't have an outlet. They didn't have a platform to use. I mean, you're eight years old. Who are you going to talk to? Your friends? That's not going to help. They're eight. But my, my daughter did say she wanted to speak to somebody. And, you know, I was hopeful. And I put it off for a little bit. Because things started to look like they were coming up, you know, coming up sunny here. Um, so I was hopeful. So I was, okay, maybe I, maybe I don't have to. Maybe, maybe we can just work this out. Maybe we can just sit and hang out. We can talk, you know, whatever. And then this week happened. Now, I fought for, I fought for two years to get my oldest daughter back home. She was wrongfully taken from me and moved out of the state. And it took me two years fighting to get her back. Now, COVID did play a part in that. I should have had a court hearing much sooner, but we had to keep putting it off. And here we are now. But I fought for two years to get this child back home with me and with her family. And, you know, I won. I got her home. So my dark days became less and less. And I, I, I go through some dark days. I call them my dark and twisties. Um, like I go, I, like, all right, real quick side segue into my depression. When I go through my dark and twisties, I, uh, I, I don't, I don't respond well to it. Um, I shut down completely. Uh, just like my brain just stops working. Um, showering becomes something I forget how to do. Things that normal people, like everyday things that are second nature to people who don't have depression, I can't do. I don't eat. I don't shower. Getting out of bed is damn near impossible. And it sucks because I never know how long that's going to last. One time I was on a six month bender with my depression. It was tough. I can't pull myself out of it. Nobody else can pull me out of it. I just have to ride the wave and, and hope that I make landfall before I drown. And the, to the, pe- the people that know me, my, my closest friends and my family, they understand that. And they know that what I, what I need is, you know, occasionally check on me. I may not respond, but occasionally check on me. I, I, I will eventually respond and just let you know that I'm alive. But people who don't have depression, I have friends at work who, you know, they're all happy and just, haha, rainbows and unicorns. And I envy that because I, I don't, <laughs> I don't have that. Um, I have a little black rain cloud that follows me everywhere and it fucking sucks, but they tell me all the time. I don't, I don't get it. Like, I don't get it. How can you just be sad? Okay. Well, the way my depression works is, oh, what? It's, it's Tuesday. Oh, we're sad today. Today we're sad. Why are we sad? I don't fucking know just because we are. And then you're sad, right? Now you're in it. Now you're, uh, 
and people, oh, what's wrong with you? And that makes it worse when people say, oh my God, are you okay? No, because then you'll say no, they'll ask why, and your response is, I do <laughs> I wish I knew. I don't know why I'm sad. I don't know why I'm sad, and it sucks because I get that way still to this day. I get that way, and I have to sit and really think about what I'm sad about because I'm gainfully employed. I have health insurance. I have my own car. I have a great house. I have my family. I have both my kids now. You know, I have I have a good thing going, and, and when I'm sitting and thinking about everything that I have, I'm trying to see what's missing, what's making me sad, and I can't. And that makes it worse. And then and then anxiety jumps into the party. Because now I don't know why I'm sad, which is making me anxious. Now I'm sad because I'm anxious, and I'm anxious because I'm sad. And those two battle each other, and I shut down. My daughter is showing similar signs to what I do, which is breaking my heart. Because... I know that I, I want to help her, but I know that I can't because she has to be able to help her and she can't because she is only 11. It took me years to be able to figure out how to kind of scratch the surface and let some sunlight in so that I don't completely suffocate. She doesn't know how to do that. I can't expect her to know how to do that. And I can't show her how to do that because I'm still figuring it out. So, this week, this is actually two days ago, I'm sitting in my room, my daughter's in her room, I was eating, she was making TikToks or whatever the hell she was doing in there. Usually she's making TikToks or she's taking stupid Snapchats or whatever. Um, I get a text message from her best friend that said that I needed to go talk, I, myself, needed to go talk to my daughter because she was saying that she, she was saying that she wanted to hurt herself. Now I'm only, I'm only a room away. So I ask her friend, what do you mean? What did she say? So her friend calls me and tells me what my daughter had said. So I very calmly got off the phone and I walked into my daughter's room and she, she put up this, she has those stupid string light things that like stick to the wall. You can change the colors, whatever. She's got those up and she makes a fort. We have bunk bed in her room for her and my, my other daughter. So she's got the fort up. She's got the blanket up. So I walked into her room and I bent down enough to where she could see me under the fort. And I asked her if there was something that she wanted to talk to me about. She said, what do you mean? I said, is there something on your mind? Is there something that you're feeling that you want to talk to me about? What do you mean, mom? I said, okay, what, what is my, what's my thing? When I ask you a question, why am I asking you the question? She said, well, because you already know the answer. Right. So I'll ask you again. Is there something that is bothering you that you want to talk to me about? Let's start with why your friend, she knows who it is, why your friend called me, 
crying. And she knew what I was talking about in that moment. And she told me what she said. And to her face, to her face, I was, I was very calm. I was very soft-spoken, understanding and accepting and ready to listen to her. But inside, inside I was dying. Because you never want, you never want to think that that's going to happen to your child. You know, you never want them to be sad or let down or hurt or upset about anything. You you want them to be kids. You want them to be happy. But the world that we live in now, our kids can't be kids. Our kids can't. The world is shit. I wish that my kids were kids when I was a kid. Because back then the world was, I mean, the world was still kind of shitty, but like, not this. not this and 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 for my daughter to be so much like me that I'm actually afraid is a very unnerving feeling to have as a parent because you know your parents always joke oh I hope when you have kids that they are just like you (sighs) this is this is where be careful what you wish for comes into play because my daughter is exactly like me. And I just celebrated my two-year anniversary of not killing myself. So my fear is what if I wasn't home when I got that phone call from her friend? What if I wasn't home to walk into her room in that moment? Would she have done it? Would I have come home to find my, my daughter lifeless in her room and not know why so the, the, the thing like the thing with kids that are growing up today they don't know whether they're coming or going I don't know part of me feels like I've failed her somehow and I know I haven't I And I've been doing my best to, you know, be there and make her feel at home. She is home, you know. We go out. We go out with family. My family loves her and my other daughter so much and helped me fight to the death for to get her back. But what is hurting her so bad? That she wants to make it stop. And how do I make it stop? I don't. I can't. Am I the one causing it? Am I part of the problem? No. Or maybe. So now what now what do we do with that? You gotta pay attention to the signs. So, guys, gotta pay attention to the signs. Sometimes, sometimes they really are just crying for help. You know, my daughter threatened to hurt, threatened to hurt herself. She she wanted to. 
Do I think she was going to do it? I honestly don't know. I would love to believe that she wasn't going to and that it's literally just a cry for help. And I did act on it. Just so we're clear, I did act on it. She is going to be in therapy. She is going to have somebody to talk to that is not me. A non-biased third-party ear to bend. Um, but there are signs. Their eating patterns change. Their speech patterns change. The way they dress, the way they speak, the way they act. Their maneuvers will change. Their mannerisms will change. You have to look. And you have to see them. If you don't, pay attention. If you do not pay attention, you will miss the signs. You will miss the signs. I have already cremated two of my children. I will be damned if I have to bury another one. So, I saw the signs. She was giving me the signs without realizing that she was giving me the signs. But I saw the signs. And now I can try to take the steps to help her. And this is terrifying. This is never something you want to go through with your children. And you never want it to be your children. And you, you, you hang out with your friends. Your friends have kids. They talk about this. You know, their kids might be going through it. And you sit and think, oh my God, that's so terrible. I could never imagine. I could never imagine the pain and the fear that you're going through. Until you can. And you realize that it's much more than you expected. So this sucks. We are straight up not having good time. And we played hooky. My daughter and I. We did. The next the very next day. I kept her home from school. We played hooky. She went to a trampoline park. She got new AirPods. Not real AirPods. I'm a broke ass bitch. She got some knockoff AirPods that were like eight bucks. Don't judge me. Um she got her Takis. Kids addicted to Takis. Doesn't matter what flavor. She's going to eat them. That's her ish. That's fine. She got Takis. She got whatever she wanted that day. Whatever she wanted. If she said she wanted the moon, I would have done what they did in that movie. I would have tied a lasso around it and pulled it close for her. But she got what she wanted that day. Anything she wanted. Just to keep her happy. You know, for a little bit. At least for a few hours. Just keep her happy. And take her mind off of it. And I think that helped a, a little. At least for that day. I know it did. Because she had a great day. She had a great day. And. You know this weekend. I called in a favor. I'm so sorry. Ah. I called in a favor with a family friend, dear family friend, very, very close, not even family friend, they're just family. I called in, I called in her nanny and, and asked if she could have a nanny weekend and just be showered with love and reminded that she is so very loved and so important to so many people and to just remind her that if she were to leave,
if she were to leave, it would destroy so many people. She has two little sisters, one in Oklahoma and, and, and my daughter here. She has two little sisters that think the world of her. And if she wasn't here, they wouldn't know what to do. I wouldn't know what to do. So I guess this, this whole podcast here is is about please stay. Please stay. If you're going through a dark time, if you're going through the dark and twisties, if you're going through the dark and twisties, that is okay. It is okay to not be okay. Just like I told my daughter, it is okay to not be okay. There's nothing wrong with hurting. Feel your feelings. Please feel your feelings, but please don't leave. Please don't leave. I know it's the easy way out. Trust me. I'm on my two year anniversary of not taking the easy way out. And you know what? You know what I say? Oh, this is getting real, man. (laughs) I'm not okay. And I'm here still. And I'm not here for me. I'm not living for me. I'm living for people who, the people who love me and the people who asked me to stay. So I'm living for other people and that has to be okay for right now because that's what's keeping me here. That's what's keeping me here. I'm not okay and that's okay. But I know if I leave, so many other people are not gonna be okay. And it'll be my fault at that point. It'll be my fault that they're hurting. It'll be my fault that they don't know what to do. And I won't be here to say I'm sorry because they'll be standing over my casket in pain that I caused. And I don't want to hurt anybody. I don't want to do that. So think about that. I know it's hard. I know this sucks. But please don't leave because you are loved and you are needed and you are wanted And you are so important to so many people, even though it doesn't feel like it. I promise you, there are people who care for you. And there are people who would do anything for you. There are people who would do anything to keep you here. Find those people. Know who those people are. And when you're in your dark and twisties and you want to end it, go to those people. Go to those people. I have my mom. My mom is one of those people for me. I know I can run to my mom for anything. I am 29 years old. And I know if I went to my mom's house and didn't say a word to her and just laid on the couch with her, that she would still snuggle me and wouldn't say a word. She would just hold me. And that's what I would need in that moment. And I have my friend Candace. She is my best friend. And that's the same thing. I could run to her house right now. Not right now because she's doing something. But if she were home or not, whatever, I could run to her and she would stop what she is doing to be there with me. Those are the people. 
Those are the people, my baby sister and my middle sister. My middle sister. God, she hates when I say, when people say that. But I have two sisters. And they are so important to me, more than they know. But I don't want to hurt them either. I don't want to hurt my dad. I sure as shit don't want to hurt my kids. So I can't be selfish and stop my pain. I have to live with my pain because other people need me here. So again, I'm not living here for myself. I'm not on this earth for myself. I am on this earth for other people. Because I can't let them down. And I can't cause them pain. So that has to be okay. And if that's how you need to feel. That you are here for other people. And that's that's what's keeping you here. Is other people. Then that is okay. That's okay. Know that that is okay. But please. Please. Don't leave. Just stay for a little bit longer. I promise it gets easier. It gets easier. You breathe. Just stop and breathe. I do it every day. I have to, even when I'm at work, I have to stop what I'm doing. And I have to close my eyes and I just have to breathe. Because if I don't, I will lose my entire shit. I will have a mental breakdown. For no reason, again, let's not forget that my depression likes to just be like, oh, hey, we're sad today. Even though you had a great day, we're sad. You just have to breathe. 10 seconds. It's all it takes. 10 seconds. Just stop. Take a few deep breaths. And breathe. And it helps. Watching funny videos also helps sometimes. Something that I do. Watch funny videos. Um, well, now that I'm uh, now that I'm all in my feelings and uh, super sad. Um, I hope you all have a great weekend. And uh, I know this is real short. It's only thirty minutes. First podcast. Give me a fucking break. Um. Have a great weekend, guys. This was uh, this was fun, and uh, I'll uh, I'll catch you on the next shit show.